You're listening to the WGU Alumni Podcast, a podcast all about noteworthy night owls. Join us each episode as we highlight WGU alumni and share ways to help you stay engaged. Here now is the WGU Alumni Podcast. Hello again and welcome to the WGU Alumni Podcast. We are glad that you found us and we hope that this podcast will be an engaging and a beneficial experience for you, whether you're a WGU alum, a current student, or even a potential student. Welcome on in. My name is Jeff Burton, and I'm the Senior Manager for Alumni Engagement here at WGU. I have the privilege of hosting these podcasts, and I'd like to introduce my co-host and my boss, Sarah Van Winkle, who is the Director of Alumni Relations here at WGU. Sarah, hello. Welcome back to episode two. We didn't get canceled. Hey, we'll we're take celebrating that. a little bit here, and thank you for mentioning that I'm your boss. We had a lot of fun doing the first episode, and I think we got a lot of great feedback from we that. We have got a lot so of great feedback. I'm excited to see where this goes. Um, you know, this was a goal for 2020, and this is going to be great. So we're and, a second one. And Sarah, I have to apologize because our first episode was recorded on your one year anniversary to the day, and I failed to acknowledge it. So. We just wanted to wish you a happy one-year anniversary here at WGU. I've loved every minute of it. It doesn't seem like it's already been a year, but I'm so glad to be here. And as I mentioned on the first episode of our podcast, I think we have the best job across the university, and I still stand by that. I think we do, and I love it, and I cannot wait to see what the rest of this year brings for our team. Totally agree with you. Uh, We get to go around the country to celebrate at commencements, at various events. We're, We're looking forward to... Coming to a city near you. So come out and see us. Check our website. WGU.edu slash alumni. And that's where you can find out anything about what's going on with our alumni, where our commencement ceremonies are taking place, and just anything you need to know about benefits and perks and all things alumni. So if you're just tuning in and learning about the podcast, just a little bit of background, we're going to have a lot of fun on these podcasts. We're also going to be inspired by our fellow night owls across the country and the great work that they're doing. And we want to hear from you guys. Send in your stories to us. You can find us on our website that Jeff just mentioned, or you can email us. Email us at alumni at wgu.edu. We'd love to hear from you. If you want to be a guest, if you have some feedback, if you think I stand too close to the microphone, (laughs) we're willing to take all of that. Now, Sarah, I have to ask you, where are you from? You have a bit of an accent. I do have a bit of an accent. Born and raised in Arkansas, lived in Atlanta for a while, a couple years there. Then I came out to Salt Lake City, a couple years. Back to Northwest Arkansas, Bentonville. Bentonville. Yes. And then back to Salt Lake City. And I love it here. Do you? Good. What's the best thing about Arkansas? The outdoors. If you're an outdoorsy person, there's something for you there. If you want to bike on the trails in northwest Arkansas or you want to go fishing at Beaver Lake or swimming or there's great restaurants. And of course, we have Crystal Bridges, which is a new American museum of art. It's absolutely stunning. They have great exhibits all the time and it's brought a lot to the area. You're making me want to visit. You should go, and anybody that wants to go, I'm happy to provide a list of restaurants, things to do, things to see. You definitely want to go to Northwest Arkansas and um, just enjoy everything that's there. As opposed to Southwest Arkansas. I'm sure Southwest Arkansas is fine, <laughs> but I'm from Northwest Arkansas, and I absolutely love that's it. That's where the headquarters of Walmart, it Sam's is Club. the headquarters of Walmart, Sam's Club, J.B. Hunt, Tyson. There's a ton of industry there, and it just continues to grow. Okay. And it's absolutely stunning, especially in the fall. Okay. All right, so episode two, you're talking to Sean Boston today, right? Absolutely. Good interview with Sean Boston, who is uh, coming back from Washington, D.C. recently uh, after winning a prestigious award as a teacher. And then we're going to get into scholarships. We'll talk to Amanda Savage, 
Uh, we're going to learn a little bit more about scholarship opportunities for our alumni and also for their family members. That's great. We love Amanda. We love working with her team. And I cannot wait to hear this interview with Sean. Good stuff. Should we get started? Let's do it. All right. WGU alum and Boise, Idaho native Sean Boston was one of only 100 science, math, and technology teachers recognized by the White House for teaching excellence for the 2017 school year. Boston, along with others recognized, was given a sizable financial award, the opportunity to connect with fellow award-winning teachers, and the chance to visit and tour the museums and monuments in the nation's capital. Sean is a first-generation college student. He earned his bachelor's in engineering from the University of Idaho. As an undergraduate student, he wasn't sure what career path to head down, but he knew engineers were well-paid, so he pursued that route. After working as a mechanical engineer for four years, Sean desired a greater connection to his community, and he felt that his calling was to be a teacher. He found WGU online, and like many WGU students, was able to make a career change, graduating from WGU in 2016 with a master's in science education. Although he took a sizable pay cut, he finds great fulfillment as a teacher and has never looked back. This recent award and recognition helps Sean validate his decision. When he's not teaching physics at Timberline High School, this husband and father of two enjoys playing basketball, running, and spending time with friends and family. Sean, it's so great to have you on the WG Alumni Podcast. Welcome. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, and congratulations on being recognized as a top teacher. That is so awesome. Always a big honor to be recognized through efforts and for the you know the work you, you do. This is an award that was peer-reviewed at, at a national level, so it helps me know I'm on the right track, and that's always a great feeling. Yep, absolutely. Now tell us a little bit more about the week in Washington, D.C., and the events that took place there. Yeah, it was kind of a mysterious process. You know, they, they kept on sending these messages like, oh, you're, we got your packet for the ward and like, oh, you've gone to the next phase. So only about like three weeks before the award ceremony, uh, we were finally told that I, I won and we had to scramble to make plans to like get time off of work, get coverage for the kids and all this stuff. Quite a, a whirlwind process. My wife was able to attend with me there. So we both flew back to DC. There's a lot of formal dinners, meetings and stuff. And as a a teacher, I, I tend not to dress super fancy all the time, so <laughs> I had to update my, my wardrobe a little bit, go out shopping, so that was kind of exciting and get all, you know, gussied up. And, uh, Good for you. We got to go to some big places like the Kennedy Center for a formal dinner that had, like, National Science Foundation guest speakers, and the award ceremony itself was in the Department of Interior. We got to go on a public White House tour, but I'd never been to the White House before, so that was really exciting. I read tons of books about many of the different presidents, so it was cool to see, like, the White House where they had been. And the first thing we did is we met former awardees. They had um, moved up to fill many national like science capacities and that was really like interesting to see like what doors um, can open to maybe expand your reach of like who you affect with your your dedication to to education and uh, we got to network with all the like-minded awardees which was super fun and we got to collaborate on different issues that were important to us i'm from idaho so it's a rural state there's a big issue in idaho about trying to help rural communities get the same opportunity as like urban areas and so I got to talk to other awardees from other states about that. It's really fun. 
uh, the, the big emphasis was on like empowering us to like expand our reach, let us know that like, like people are going to be looking at you to like for answers and that we have a valid uh, reference point. We're good at our job, encouraging us to step outside of where we've been now and keep on um, expanding our influence. Sean, that sounds really fantastic. And I love what you mentioned about empowering you as a teacher. Winning this award, I would imagine, has to be validating, as I mentioned, that you made the right decision and that you really are making a difference uh, in the life of your students. Yeah. Um, when you apply for an award like this, you, you get to see a checklist of things to aspire to. Um, all these items on the award application, like experts in your field, identified as being important things to strive to and to have. So it gives me confidence about, you know, having a voice, trying to expand my, my leadership and education. Now, Sean, I wanted to ask you, what do you enjoy most about teaching science? I, I guess the first thing is it's a chance to inspire and help young people. If I do my job right, more bright minds might choose to dedicate themselves to science and they may make a dent in some of our world's like big pressing problems. And on a more straightforward level, learning and achieving is fun. So I love it when students have success. They learn how to do something difficult. Many times, like it'll be a lab or like they finally get something and, you know, it's fairly common to slap high fives and see big smiles and wanting to accomplish something like that in my class. And I love to make physics fun and try to make a, a difficult topic approachable for, for students and see smiles on their faces. We have some good days in, in my classes. And then maybe one last thing is physics teachers can have uh, a really profound impact on students. All teachers can, but specific to, to physics, many of my students, they might not really like their history class. They might not really like see like the application of how you use the math there trying to learn but they might be good at math and they might like feel like science is an important thing but they don't see an application and when they take physics it's the first time they get a chance to take all the math they've been studying 12 or 11 years and finally like apply it to science be able to answer some really quantifiable like things and make predictions with math and science at the same time and and honestly, it's like a, a liberating experience for some students. It's maybe comparable to opening the cage for a caged bird and finally letting them fly. Like <laughs> sometimes physics is like the, the moment they've been waiting, like, okay, finally, this is what you can use all this stuff for. And it, it can be really wonderful to witness and, and to see from your students. So, so that's an inspiring process to be involved with, with those moments for those students. Yeah, it's got to be fun to see the light bulbs turn on for these kids. Yeah, it's the, it's the best. That's really cool. How many students do you currently have? I have about 140 students I see every day. Okay. Uh, and they're most jun mostly juniors and seniors, but I also have a handful of sophomores, too. Okay. And what, uh, what subjects do you teach? I teach three levels of physics. Um, all these subjects can be taken for college credit. The first one is conceptual physics, AP Physics 1, and then AP Physics C, which is like a calculus-based physics. Um, they have to have finished AP Physics 1 first. Of these physics classes are electives, so I generally get some pretty motivated kids taking my classes. Okay. My struggles for my job tend to be finding like the best ways to deliver the content, and I, I don't generally have to deal with many um, behavioral issues because it's a difficult class, and they elect to take it for some reason. So there's built-in uh, inherent motivation for most of my students. That's got to be nice. And I got to admit something to you, Sean. I physics was not a strength of mine. But it's maybe because I didn't have a teacher such as you. 
you could have helped oh, me. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, like if, if you, math is not particularly exciting, like it really can turn some people off. So it's it's polarizing subject for sure. <laughs> I, I can appreciate that. Um, I wanted to ask you what what do you think you're most known for at your school? Well, I hope that I'm uh, known for being helpful to students and being approachable and being a fun and fair teacher. But at the same time, like running a, a challenging class that really gets students to grow. And sometimes not, that's not always the easiest thing to do, but um, I think there's a good balancing act there. So I hope students like my class, but I hope it's a hard class for them kind of at the same time, if that makes sense. Yes, yeah, totally. Now, young people are very malleable. Uh, do you have any stories of students' transformation that are interesting? I kind of feel like my classroom is like a, a church in some ways. It's a sacred place to me. So I try to take care of it really well and make it a welcoming environment, just have a good vibe about it. Last year, I noticed that there were a couple of pencils like stuck like a spear into the ceiling of my classroom. And I was like, <laughs> so I kind of put it in the back of my mind. And then, and then like a week later, I, was, I paused in between like, transitions to the class and I was looking around and I looked straight at this kid generally in the in the area where this uh, these pencils had been thrown there was two of them on the ceiling and I I was looking right at him I don't think he noticed that I was looking at him and I saw him just take his pencil real casually and just flick it straight up and it just went thunk, right in the ceiling and uh <laughs> just very calmly but in a you know an assertive voice you need to go in the hallway <laughs> and everyone stopped and like looked just got up went to the hallway and I just continued on the lesson for the rest of the day and bell rang he came and got his stuff and left I never said anything to him he's a very smart guy that year he wasn't doing much of his homework just kind of coasting a little bit and he was a junior that year we ended up having a better like end of the year after that point like I don't know sometimes you just like call out a student and it just makes a difference I guess so he went from being very unfocused and being like someone that throws pencils in the ceiling and now he's taking my calculus basis class this year I don't think he's missed one assignment all year which that was not the case last year super focused he comes up to me and asks me all questions about like what major he should be doing and different questions about going to college next year and it's just Sometimes I get to have a student for multiple years in a row, and it's just super fun to like see them grow as a person, as a student. I don't know. He was kind of being a knucklehead last year, and now like I, mean, I, I kind of like like that about him a little bit last year. But now it's just so cool to see him from flicking pencils in my ceiling to being the <laughs> super focused student that's just totally on point with everything we're doing in class, and it's just really amazing to be honest. Yeah, so, fun story. Yeah, what a, what a great story. Glad he's headed in the right direction. That's awesome. So you've been teaching for a couple of years now, uh, again, graduated from WG back in 2016. What are your career plans and goals next? I think I probably have a few more years I'm going to dedicate to perfecting like my, my lesson delivery for the classes I teach. But during that time, I think I'm going to try to expand to some maybe some online resources that students can use, like video lessons, video examples worked out expand my, my media presence on the, the, the web there a little bit, expand my scope to help more people learn physics. Now, looking back at your time at WGU, what would you say is the most memorable part of that experience? I'm super appreciative of WGU and the product they deliver. So at the time, 
I was stuck at the bottom of my pay scale for teaching, which was painfully around $34,000 a year. It was really rough. Um, I was starting a young family, and I, I needed to get a pay raise. On our salary schedule, it's years of service, so each year you get a little bump, but then also like your your education level, and you, you really can't advance if you don't have a master's degree. So that was a huge like roadblock for me. I finally committed to getting a master's. I looked around really like rigorously to figure out the best option for me. A WG was definitely it. it the uh, online self-paced price point was just super user-friendly for me. So I just dove in head first and went for it. The structure of WGU allowed me to finish my master's degree in 13 months. Um, That happened at a fraction of the cost. A few years after obtaining my master's degree from WGU, I was able to like double my, my salary basically. So that, that was a huge deal. It was like magic. Good for you. That was really, really helpful. WGU is really a great service. It helps folks gain vital like credentials um, for their career. I really do think that having a master's degree opened up many doors of opportunity for me. I'm 100% sure that um, my president's award for teaching was partly due to having a master's degree on my for a credential. And it definitely helped me attain my Khan Academy fellowship too. And just helped me stand out and, and me have more confidence applying for these things that, that I belong. So uh, it really is a affected me in many ways, opening opportunity, but just, man, that, that, that pay scale is a huge thing for me as a, as a teacher. And that's a painful thing for many teachers. Yeah. Well, I'm glad it's done great things for you. And, and I just want to speak on behalf of the university and the alumni team. We are so proud of you, uh, that you're a, that you're a night owl, that you represent WGU, uh, on the, on the greatest stage, right at the, at the white house back in Washington, DC as a teacher and, and kudos to you and all your hard work and we're just a super appreciative of the work that you're doing within the school, really enlightening those young minds and, and helping make a difference for our country. So, uh, Sean, thank you for, for what you're doing. We appreciate it very much. And uh, last, uh, before we wrap up, I wanted to ask you, um, so you just got back from Washington, D.C. Do you have any other big travel plans coming up that you wanted to share with us? I'm a dad and teacher, and so I get super busy and don't get a chance to travel a whole lot. But um, I'm going to take some time to go on a big backpacking trip to uh, the Ho National Rainforest, um, the uh, Olympic Peninsula of Washington State. And uh, so we're going to be out there for about a week with some friends hiking. It's supposed to be one of the quietest places in the world and have some of the tallest old-growth trees in the world. You know, I'm from the high desert in Idaho, and uh, uh, trees are a luxury. And uh, so I'm really excited to be in a rainforest. It's going to seem like a magical place for me. So I'm I'm excited to go on this trip, and uh, that's what I have coming up next. Good for you. I've not been there myself, but I have seen pictures, and it absolutely looks beautiful. So um, we hope you have a great time. And again, Sean, thanks again for joining us. My pleasure. Thank you so much. So I'm excited to welcome next to the podcast my good friend and director of scholarships at WGU, Amanda Savage. Amanda, hello. Hello, Jeff. Thank you so much for having me. How are you today? I am doing fabulous. Thanks. Good. Thanks for making time for us. I have to ask you, though, is this really happening? We've been talking about recording in the booth for a long time, and today has come. We're finally here. Yes, thank you. I know schedules are hard, but also I think just really reinforcing to you how important it is that the alumni community gets an opportunity to hear more about our scholarship program. So thank you for recognizing how important scholarships are here at WGU and and fitting me into your very full lineup. Oh so boy. I appreciate oh it. Oh, boy. Absolutely, Amanda. Um, 
Tell our growing audience a little bit about yourself and about your team. Well, I am, uh, feel very fortunate to serve as the Director of Scholarships here at WGU. I am in my fourth year um, of being part of the WGU team, um, and I'm thrilled to be part of such an amazing institution that is so dedicated uh, to truly creating access and removing barriers to education for all individuals. Our scholarship team, we are a team of 12, uh, so 12 strong, uh, that work incredibly hard in processing tens of thousands of scholarship applications, uh, but the work that we do is very important and always very much focused on how best we can serve our students. So I'm very proud of the work that my, my team does and, and I think the impact that we have on incoming students and also returning students. Yeah, that's awesome. You have an amazing team and they are very busy. They are on the phones all day long. I don't know how many on average you talk to on a daily basis, how many students or potential students you're speaking with. They don't actually let me speak to students, generally speaking. Um, I have a tendency to just start awarding scholarships when I get on the <laughs> phone with students. So they try to keep me at arm's length uh, at this point. But our team is on the phone all day long uh, speaking to our students. So we conduct approximately 15 to 20 student interviews every okay. day, which is part of the scholarship application process. And beyond that, we interact with an additional 40 to 50 students every single day in answering their questions, providing updates on scholarship applications, and truly just making sure they have everything they need from a scholarship point of view, being financially clear to start their program, and then also during the course of their program, making sure that they have the financial resources to graduate and finish their degree. That's outstanding. And and this seems like maybe an obvious question, but why are scholarships so important to the student? Our whole mission here at WGU is to expand access and to create opportunity. Scholarships are one very specific way we can help to remove financial barriers for our students. So, you know, truly, I think having an opportunity to help make that financial equation more feasible, more manageable for them, I think is so important. And I also think it's really important that our students that do apply and receive scholarships recognize how awesome they are and that they we have faith that they are ready and equipped to come back to WGU, to come back to school and be successful. And we want to give them an accolade coming in the door, knowing that we are behind them, that we have faith that they truly will be successful here at WGU. That's awesome. Now, um, the, the audience of this podcast are alumni. We also have some students and some potential students. But for those that are in the alumni group, are there scholarships available to them and to their family members? Absolutely. So we are very dedicated to supporting returning students having alumni return back to WGU for a second degree, perhaps if they got their bachelor's degree, thinking about returning for a master's, um, as well as our family members. We love having uh, family members, multiple members of a family come to WGU. We know we Which see- Which you see that. Yeah, it's so cool. So cool. We see husband and wife graduating together at our commencements. We've seen different generations uh, attending commencements together, receiving their degrees. So we really want to support that. Um, our alumni master scholarship is one way for returning students, alumni, to really access some significant financial support. Last year, we awarded over $1.4 million in wow. the alumni master scholarship. Just in that one scholarship Just alone. in that one scholarship. And wow. we are on track uh, in this year to award even more dollars uh, to our alumni population. So that is a great way for alumni to apply and get some financial assistance in returning to school. Additionally, we launched, and what's fun about this scholarship is it actually came from one of our um, enrollment counselors who really wanted to, to identify an opportunity to support family members. 
Um, so she had talked to so many incoming students who my mom went here, my brother went here, my spouse went here. So we launched the Legacy Scholarship. And this is a great opportunity. If anybody, uh, anybody in your family, in your extended family is a WGU alum or current student, you're eligible to apply for the Legacy Scholarship. And this is an awesome opportunity because we don't actually talk about it a great deal. Mm. It's not something that we have a great way to promote except at our commencement activities and in this type of conversation. So we encourage all family members. It can be extended. It can be third cousin, second removed. Okay. You know, We are pretty flexible there, but we really want to encourage family members of our alumni to consider coming back to WGU. Amanda, this is helpful information. If people are listening and they want to know where they need to go to apply or where to refer somebody... Where should they visit? They can just go to our scholarship page at wgu.edu slash scholarships. Uh, there is alumni, specific alumni pages that they will find there that speak about the Alumni Master Scholarship as well as the Legacy Scholarship. At any point in time, they can always email scholarships at wgu.edu for more uh, information if they have additional questions as well. Good stuff. And I want to ask an additional question as far as where does the scholarship money come from? How does it make it to WGU? That's a great question. So I will share that as an institution, WGU makes a huge commitment of our own operating dollars to fund scholarships. So the vast majority of dollars that we are currently awarding are funded by WGU as an institution. That being said, we are incredibly fortunate to have generous donors. Uh, both we have some foundations that support our scholarship program as well as individual donors. And I'm very happy to say that the alumni community is increasingly becoming one of our strongest source of donations to help fund scholarships. That's great to hear. How does that, what does that look like? There are different ways that alumni can donate. The biggest uh, way that alumni can get involved in supporting future and fellow night owls um, is by purchasing a cord at commencement. So as they're getting ready to graduate or if alumni have already graduated, they can reach back out to us and we can get them a cord as well. But there are cords available for a donation that they wear during their commencement ceremonies. All proceeds from those cords go directly to a scholarship fund that supports future night owls. So that is a fund that then helps support other students at WGU that are currently experiencing financial hardship, need some support to cross that finish line and get their degree. That's awesome. Yes. And I have to say, you have an amazing job. You get to work with students, potential students, in this case alumni, helping people realize their dreams, you know, accomplish those goals. Has there been somebody or, or individuals that have stood out to you that have been inspiring or motivating to you? Uh, I do have the best job at the university. Um, ne and next to alumni, I next guess to we alumni, could say. Right. I mean, perhaps, we're probably perhaps. neck and neck. Yes, yeah, probably neck and neck. We can compare notes later. But my name gets tied to scholarships a lot. It's my team that does all the heavy lifting and, and makes this all happen. That being said, the most inspiring person is a student who actually graduated, is a part of our alumni community. She graduated last year, and she is a student that needed some help and support, and was uh, we were able to fund her through scholarships, and this is a woman that uh, is now teaching in her own classroom. Uh, she's a single mom of five children, oh, and wow. it has changed her life, having that degree, but she is someone that never, even with the most uh, difficult of circumstances, never gave up. She kept fighting. She sacrificed absolutely everything in her life to make it happen so she could provide a better life for her kids. So I think about that specific student um, almost every day uh, that I am here working at WGU. That's inspiring. Good stuff. Uh, again, the address where people can go, the website? WGU.edu slash scholarships. Or certainly they can email the team directly, and that email is just scholarships at WGU.edu. Okay.
Amanda, thanks for joining today. Appreciate the information. Thank you so much, Jeff. I appreciate it. And the other way that we fund our scholarships are through employee donations. So I will be checking your employee gives back record to make sure that you are putting your money where your mouth you is. You got it. And supporting your alumni community and donating to the scholarship fund. You got it. And the thousands of people listening to this podcast are going to Absolutely, keep yes. Keep me accountable. Absolutely. That's right. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the WGU Alumni Podcast. To learn more about WGU alumni and commencement, visit wgu.edu slash alumni. To learn more about anything you heard on the podcast today, visit wgu.edu slash podcast. This podcast was produced by the WGU Alumni Relations Department. Special thanks to producer Bethany Tucker from the WGU Production Studio. And thank you to our alumni network, now more than 170,000 strong.